0: I'm Deidre and I'm Chelsea and we're giving you a Million Murders Halloween Bonus.
1: So... Me and Deidre are doing a Halloween bonus episode, and we each have our own section of what we're going to discuss. I'm going to go first and tell some, and then she's going to go. Yes. And tell hers. Yes. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> so, um, it's titled The 7 Scariest True Ghost Stories, and of course, they're from Reddit. Because yes. it's just so hard to find, like, normal, not normal, like, real people like, ghost encounters, when you type it in, like, books pop up, it's just... Yes, Reddit always comes through, so... Yes. This is how we're gonna be. So, the first one is titled, This Made Me Stop Working the Night Shift. Oh. And I work the night shift. Yes. So I'm like... Mm, which, my workplace is haunted, so I don't know. Yeah, okay, it's fine. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. One night, a residence bell rang at 2.59 a.m. I'm assuming it's like a nursing home nursing room or room. something. When the user entered the room, the patient asked that they remove the dark figure without a face that was hiding in her bathroom. Shake, shaken. They assured the resident they had done so and returned to their desk. 10 minutes later, another resident's bell rang on the opposite end of the floor. Upon entering, this patient said, "There's a creepy man in my room with no face. You need to get him out." uh Uh-uh. <laughs> now like what would you do like i would just be looking at them, like
0: uh, okay okay, okay. <laughs> shoot get out of here
1: once again returning to their desk terrified the care specialist asked that a nurse stay with them for the rest of their shift they're like look <laughs> i don't know what's going on but y'all gonna stay here with me i'm terrified like i'm just gonna stay here at the desk and y'all just go ahead and y'all just stay with them through the night because they got something going on yeah <laughs> i was like oh my god the next one our bizarre experiences with the forest behind our house eventually forced us to move out like nothing with the house
0: what's going on outside of the house is enough to be like i gotta go like
1: mm -mm. (laughs) at the age of eight their family moved to a house bordered by forest Their dogs were immediately terrified of the forest and would bark while they they stared at a particular area. Like, when did this happen? When you were going to look at the house? I'm confused,
0: but... Yeah, that's why you need to bring your animals Mm -hmm. with you when you go to look at a house. Because if they act like something's off, then just move on. They know. Yeah. They be sensy. Mm-hmm. There was a dog. Something don't smell right. Yeah. <laughs> there was a dog at my house whenever I went to look at my house. And she was the sweet little old beagle. And she was just chilling. Chillin'. And I was like, all right. Okay,
1: stay."
0: I don't know because I think it's a little haunted. No, no. We're not talking about my house being haunted. Because anyway, it's not. It's not. <laughs> okay. I
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. At night, they would hear sounds like people walking around in the forest behind their house. And sometimes they even saw shadowy figures. No. I don't know. It's different. To me, it's different if it's inside, if it's outside. If it's outside, I don't know. It's just, I don't know how to explain the difference to me. Like, that's Yeah. Mm. Then they began to hear knocking on their back door and window. See that?
0: No, see, now it's up at the house. See that? No.
1: As things escalated, voices began to come from the woods that seemed to impersonate other family members. (gasps) You better stop it. (laughs) You better quit. This prompted them to build a fence in their backyard. Like, that's going to help. Yeah, like, okay. You think they can't get through that fence? They're floating right over floating that fence. Floating right over or right through it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the fence in their backyard and installed security cameras. Though the knocking and tapping continued, obviously, mm-hmm. a culprit was never caught on camera. Someone walked in the back door on the final day they stayed in the house. They left after seeing the security camera footage that showed the back door open on its own. No, no. Uh-uh. those were good those two were good so far right? yes <laughs> now, <laughs> ow, Okay. the next one little kids and kids is in quotation so i don't oh, know no i That's don't know just not
0: sitting well with me i don't writing. know i don't know about it
1: mm-hmm. running around in the icu when death comes oh okay we've heard this before uh the this doctor described a particular phenomenon that occurs toward the end of many patients' lives when they see small children running around their bed and outside their door. The doctor explains that this is more common in an ICU. Well, Mm -hmm. good thing I ain't no doctor. (laughs) Yeah, no. But that the pattern is very recognizable and the experience is very similar across all cultural backgrounds and ages. Hmm. Experienced doctors and nurses are used to reports like these from their patients and learn to expect their passing when they hear this. So, it's like when they hear like one of their patients are like, hey, there's," a, they know like they that their death's they coming. Yeah. The post concluded a, by stating, so if you were doing rounds in the ICU late at night and hear some snickering or tiny feet running in the hallways, prepare. Because the call of code green or code red is about to sound off in the PA system. Even creepier are the scores of comments from healthcare workers beneath that post, that confirm their similar experiences with these phenomenon. Well, you know, Megan,
0: our friend, said that yeah, they've seen. She needs to send Megan, which yeah, yeah, which yeah, you need to send them in, girl. Yes, send them in. She said that they've seen shadows and people have seen kids. Yeah, before, but like,
1: if I worked in a hospital and like that was. What happened? Like if you heard like the snickering and stuff, and you just knew like that would break my heart. I'd be like, yeah, because you know somebody. Like who's gonna it going to be? You know. Yeah. So the next one's titled "Strange Women on the Phone." Hmm. Okay. It just says a user on Reddit Paranormal posted this hair-raising story about something she experienced in 2013 when she worked as an insurance claims inspector. Uh oh. She typically called her clients about 30 minutes before showing up for a site inspection one day she called a client's home phone to let them know that she was on her way and very old sounding woman answered she called a client's home phone to let them know that she was on her way and a very old sounding woman answered the phone with what sounded like a poor static filled connection mm. hello can you hear me hello
0: Uh uh-uh.
1: after she was disconnected she called back there was no answer She then tried the cell phone number on file, and a young woman answered, saying she was out but would return within 30 minutes. When she arrived, the entrance inspector rang the doorbell, thinking that whoever initially answered the home phone would answer the door. However, no one did. (sighs) Mm -hmm. A few moments later, the young woman who answered the cell phone arrived. Apologetic, the inspector explained that she might have woken up the younger woman's mother, The woman looked confused and scared and explained that there wasn't an older woman living in the house. After going inside, they checked the caller ID and discovered that when the inspector called, someone had answered the first call. The young woman became pale. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Yeah. And terrified as she explained that she had recently moved into this home and had been telling her husband that she thought their house was haunted by an old woman.
0: Ooh. Mm-mm. That's creepy. I, I thought, I thought honestly that like since it was an insurance claim, I didn't know if like the house had burned down, and so she called the home phone because like they just had it on file, and there wasn't going to be a home phone anymore because like the house had burned down. But this is even worse. Yeah, C- Caller ID. Some proof, like proof, proof
1: that, that it picked up. It picked up. <coughs>
0: oh. She was like, "Wait, can you hear me?" She's like, like, "I can, I can talk to people."
1: She's like, "Are you there?" Oh God. Mm-mm. So the next one is titled "Haunting Furby." Oh, my sister had one of them things. I had a Furby. I loved it. I left it in the car. It'd be mine talking in the sick. closet. Sometimes I'm like, Bruh. "Yeah, mine died." Even when hers died, it would. And I've heard people say that theirs done that too, and like. They think like there was a ghost or something, but I don't know. Yeah, there's too many people that I know that that's happened to. It's like maybe these Furbies are go- are haunted or something's <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, something just jumps into the Furby. Yeah. So this chilling story was posted on Reddit
0: paranormal. Yes. By oh wait, a... do does everyone know what a Furby is?
1: Ooh. I can post a picture on Instagram. Yes, we'll post for a all picture. you
0: um, uh younger. Generation. Yes, if you didn't know what a Furby was. Yeah, it was like a little, it's like an electronic little, almost like an owl, but like also bird Yeah, thing. And its eyes blinked. They're so cute. They are cute. And to be like, like that would be it's like, not like,
1: <laughs> I don't know, it kind of reminds me. It doesn't like a gremlin almost but not as scary as a gremlin like it's not scary looking it's cute but it right. kind of has like a gremlin feature like i guess the eyes maybe yeah and, like the ears but yeah, yeah they're really cute yeah we'll post a picture if yes. we don't forget because <laughs> this user owned the original furby when they were younger yes and 10 years later they found it in their father's attic at this point it was you know pretty worn down mm-hmm. well the plastic rubber on the nose was gone and its fur was pretty matted. It was <laughs> looking rough. Probably, yeah. That one probably did look like a grim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they put it down. They put it down like... When I say that, it reminds me like they put it down like to sleep. <laughs> yes. They put it down and continued looking for what they originally needed in the attic. As they walked away, the Furby started to make odd, disordered sounds. The voice was sketchy and unsettling, Mm-mm. but they didn't think much of it. The toy was 10 years old and it had been mowed... Uh, mode. Mowed. It had been moved and bumped around a lot. After it continued to make sounds, they walked over to it and discovered that there weren't any batteries in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. In fact, they realized it hadn't had batteries for seven or eight years, which sent them running out of the attic never to return.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, yup. Goodbye. Whatever we
1: needed It's mm. staying It's relevant. Ain't, I ain't <laughs> not going. happening. Mm-mm. Yeah.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Ugh, Furbies. Love them, but that's creepy yeah this is an interesting family ghost story from 10 years ago and it was like june of 2022 this year oh okay at the time he was the, the boy was 12 years old and jumping on a trampoline in his backyard he could see his upstairs bedroom window and a woman in a white dress waving at him from his adjoining bathroom window Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. thinking it was his mom uh, okay. he went inside and discovered that his mom was at home oh when she returned home later from running errands, he described seeing the woman in white in his bathroom. Because he was growing up in the same house as his mother, ooh, that's an old house. Yeah. Well, that kind of sounded bad, but. No. She admitted that she had also seen that woman twice when she was younger, as had his grandmother. Her Stop. Mom. <laughs> Stop. He goes on to say, it still kind of bothers me because I now sleep in the room with that bathroom. I can see that same window from where I'm sitting right now. No, no. Oh my God, not a generational haunting. But we love to see it. As but, he's ooh. typing this, he can see that same window from where he's sitting. Uh-uh. Just,
0: I couldn't do it. I could not type a ghost story. That chilled me. Like my leg hair's just grown. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, generational. Ha- and his grandmother. So y'all all been- seeing it. How old is this ghost? i don't know three
1: generations okay so the next one's titled the crib shadow Hmm. What? (laughs) Mm -mm. so while babysitting this this is a man's story Mm -hmm. or well it says while babysitting his niece he drifted off while studying and watching her from the baby from (laughs) From the baby (laughs) mom from the baby camera monitor he was awakened by the sound of whispering coming from the baby monitor and immediately noticed the video on the monitor showed a dark figure in a corner of his niece's room near her crib. Mm-mm. As he wrote, I, haven't, I have never felt more terrified in my entire life. He ran into his niece's room and didn't see the shadow figure but grabbed her and ran back to the living room. When his brother returned, he asked that he not tell his wife and confirmed that he had also seen the same shadow figure and heard the whispers near the crib. They continued to live in that house for another four years, despite the fact that the little girl frequently talked about her special friend. No. I'm sorry. But if if I find out my husband, don't tell tell me. me, Because
0: I'm going off.
1: I mean, I got a true crime podcast.
0: You better tell and me. And we talk
1: about ghosts. Like, we do ghost stories. And you don't tell me? Mm-mm. And I don't, like, I don't experience. I don't care if I don't experience it or not. If, mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: <laughs> this is not happening. Out
1: like a light. Like a light. <laughs> hey. So those were my little um, stories. Those are good. They were pretty good. The
0: generational haunting grandma grandma the window oh no i can see
1: the window as i say oh okay but she's
0: friendly she's like hey y'all yeah she wasn't she's just a waving but that's still crazy (laughs) well thank you for listening to mine (laughs) yes those were good girl those were good okay so i've got some and mine come from um I was Googling. Of course, like I said, we've been trying to Google. We were like, we're going to do Halloween encounters. People who've had scary things happen on Halloween, da-da-da, couldn't find anything but, you know, the ghost stories that were fictional. So, um, in my Google search, I found these true ghost stories from Oprah's magazine, like, editors and writers. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, they posted them back in, like, 2019 on their website. So, I'm going to read those, and then I may read an, a Reddit story. It just depends on how long this goes. Because right. these are pretty short, so I may end up doing all of them. So, okay. First one. Over the course of six weeks in my junior year of college, not one, but two strange events occurred in the bedroom of my otherwise unremarkable on-campus apartment. The first was brief but intense. I was jolted awake with a feeling of inexplicable terror and dread that I'd never felt before. Throwing off my covers, something compelled me to jump out of bed and open my door. My roommate across the hall yanked open, oops, sorry. <laughs> My roommate across the hall yanked open her door at the same exact second, wide-eyed and looking as scared as I was. "Did you feel that?" she asked me, still catching her breath. Yes, I said, and we adjourned to the kitchen for a calm down snack. Uh. That's, yeah, okay. Whatever woke us up didn't affect everyone else who was home, including my boyfriend at the time, who was still snoozing in my bed. You didn't wake him up? So that's crazy. Okay, not a month later, I took a nap after an early morning class. Those were the best. Oh, after an early morning class, and you go back and you take that nap before you got to do something else. I wouldn't know, but (laughs) it was great. (laughs) I woke up with the sun in my room and checked the alarm clock on my nightstand. It was 9.45 a.m. That's when I saw it. It? Her? An opaque form sitting at the foot of my bed, so white it looked nearly lit from within, with skinny limbs, a flat chest, and hair that wisped around its head like ostrich feathers. Uh huh. Yeah. I was more fascinated than afraid until I tried to sit up and realized that I couldn't. As if sensing my trouble, it started leaning toward me. No. Whereupon, I was officially freaked out. Like... Mm -hmm, mm -mm. I squinched my eyes together for one second, and when I opened them, I was alone again, free to move. Yes, Google would later inform me that this was sleep paralysis, but it looked and felt so real. And that's from Samantha Vincity, senior writer. (gasps) Okay, so here's the next one. Back in 2014, I had a friendly ghost encounter at my old apartment in Gramercy, one of New York's oldest neighborhoods, New York City's excuse me, oldest neighborhoods. It was late fall and I arrived home early from work on a slower day. After a 45 minute nap, it was around 4:30 p.m. I woke up not because of a blaring siren or a missed call, but because I felt the presence of a woman standing to the right of my bed. Nah. <laughs> Situated in the far right corner of my studio, like studio apartment my family is superstitious and i grew up conditioned to know what it feels like when a spirit is around so i'm certain i wasn't dreaming the woman who i'll call linda why not seemed kind (laughs) Karen. yeah whatever um she seemed kind even as she kneeled down and whispered into my ear i burned i died in a fire here in this corner she said shook to the core (laughs) what are you Uh -uh. don't tell me that The vision of her standing in a burning kitchen, one that fit the size of my own apartment, built in the late 1800s, flashed across my mind milliseconds later. Her presence was fleeting, her silhouette foggy. She was gone before I realized that happened or realized what happened. She never presented herself again. I don't believe she was trying to hurt me. She just wanted to be remembered. I opened every window in my apartment and then went back to bed. It's from Jonathan Borge. I wouldn't open my windows. no. Oh. That's just inviting a serial killer in. <laughs> yeah. No, you live in New York. I wouldn't do it, but he's... I wouldn't even do it here. No, no, I don't do it, period. If I'm doing it, it's in the middle of the day and I'm in the room. Okay, my childhoods, this is another one. My childhoods, my hmm. <laughs> my childhood best friend's mom was a photographer. Oh, I can already tell this is going to be crazy. I didn't read some of these. I just put them together because I was like, these are going to be good. They're writers. They're going to be good. So the photographer, I'm like, oh, Lord, there's some picture. So sometimes she would take us to cool locations and we'd play while she worked. One couple wanted engagement photos in front of a haunted house. So off we all went. We would like these people. It wasn't one of those Halloween attraction amusement parky haunted houses. It was an actual abandoned mansion that was supposedly haunted. Oh, they really going all out. I thought that there was no way ghosts are real and wasn't scared at all. My friend and I played around the house, uh uh-uh, and the day went off without a hitch. Then my friend's mom got the photos developed, and that's when things (sighs) got weird. Of course they did. What were you thinking? Right? (laughs) At first, it just looked like a smiling, happy couple in front of an old house. But if you looked really closely, you could see white, smoky-looking figures in a couple of the windows. And if you looked super closely, you could vaguely make out facial features. We definitely hadn't seen them there that day, but the camera picked them up. It sounds crazy, but I've been a believer ever since.
1: I'm a believer. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. That was from Aaron Stovall. Okay. So this is the next one. And this is actually the last one of the Oprah ones. So it says, my family's pretty religious. My father has relics in the house and is very prayerful. I think that's related to what happened. And my dad believes it was a sign of good and evil. My older sister was getting married on September 8th, 2019. We were all at our Chicago home, in and out of the house for various activities. But on this particular night, about two days before my sister's wedding, my mom, younger sister, who was 23 at the time, and father were at the house. Around 8 p.m. that when the sun goes down in the late summer, my sister was in the bathroom on the first floor of the house. The bathroom has one window and it's pebbled glass, so you can't clearly see in or out. It also has a screen on the outside facing our backyard, which is small with a high fence and secured doors. My sister said she heard a very distinct and abrupt tapping, not like a peck of a bird, but like a lower bush. Yeah. That's okay. But like a sharp fingernail on the window. Oh. As if someone or something was trying to get her attention. Yet this was impossible because of the screen between the window pane and the yard. It kept on tap, 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 tap. I'm just. Uh -uh. That's a sharp nail. That's my sharp nail tapping. Uh -uh. Okay. My sister called to my parents who then heard it too. My father went to the backyard and and saw no evidence of the screen being broken or of what could have made that noise. Whatever it was, it was gone. We have security cameras on the property, and my dad closely reviewed the footage from the time of the tapping. There was nothing in the backyard the entire night, but with all the goodness that was surrounding my family, maybe something wanted to get in and stop it. Ooh, It's from Colleen Collard. Absolutely not. Okay. So, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do this let's not meet story. Okay. Okay. This is from username pie for days said, I used to deliver packages in the mail for a company in the South. A lot of the daily routes were in the hills and woods. Last year, I had a route that was, maybe it's route. I'll say route. Um, A lot of the daily routes were in the hills and woods. Last year, I had a route that was super deep country. I feel like we can relate to that. Mm -hmm. I was used to back roads in the country now at this job by this point. There were some houses I stopped at where the driveway was super steep and some other stuff. But for the most part, everyone was always super friendly out there. Country folk. Well, I had a delivery that was down this long gravel street. There was only a few houses on my journey to the house that my delivery was. Still at this point, I'm totally fine. There's a ton of these types of roads out here. Well, I arrive at my destination. No mailbox. No driveway. No gravel. What do you mean? There's just nothing there. <laughs> you could make out a little bit of a path that have been made from cars driving to the house, but I'm serious when I say a little bit. The driveway is maybe 250 yards long with the house at the end of it. I'm only sketched out because I'm in the woods and the land is super unpredictable back here meaning you never know when there's just a drop-off. I'm in a huge box truck, so if one tire was to slip off to the side, the whole thing is going down. So I'm driving literally probably less than a mile an hour, taking my time, being extremely cautious. As I'm making this drive back to the house, I kind of start checking out my surroundings. I pass a really old, broken-down truck that the ground has started to grow around. Again, super common back here, no biggie. As I get further and further down the driveway, I notice that I've probably passed about four satellite dishes, like cable dishes. Mm -hmm. I start approaching the house. This house from the outside looks like it is a Walter White Season 5 style cabin. Mm. Yeah, it's a shack. I park and kind of just check out my surroundings. After about a minute, I was like, okay, I'm just going to deliver it and leave. I walk up to the front door of this cabin thing, I love <laughs> cabin, cabin thing, and the front door had a large glass window in it. Not modern. Think old, like a cabin that was built in the late 50s with no repairs. As I sit the small package down in the front of the door, oh, in front of the door, I glance inside the house. The main room, which would be like a living room, I'm guessing, is completely empty. The only thing that is in this room are two foldable metal chairs. Both unfolded, both facing a corner of the room, but nothing is in the corner.
1: I don't like Cereal that. Killer.
0: I don't like that. That's where they be hiding out. Yeah. In the meantime, I'm trying to do my job with my right hand while I keep making very quick glances inside. <laughs> Just trying to keep checking like, okay. From what I saw, there was nothing in the house. Nothing. It was a shell. The kitchen may have had old appliances in it, but I wasn't really paying attention to that part. My sixth sense kicked in, and my brain obviously said this isn't right. So I turn around and start walking back to my truck, maybe thirty feet away. Oh, why is it so far away? I don't. Well, I guess because that's where he just had to park. Which thirty feet is it? Super far to be out somewhere. Little like, yeah, I'm (laughs) right on the porch. (laughs) You just drive on the porch and throw it on there and leave, (laughs) or just drive up to it. Put your wood it out, throw it out. That's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> just park literally on the porch, throw it and drive away. Um, so I take my hood off my head and take my hat off so I can have a full peripheral view around me. I immediately start looking to see where the closest neighbor ha- neighbor's house is. I see a building up the hill just a tiny bit, but it honestly looked like it was on this guy's property. I'm sure this was my head just playing major tricks on me. But as I'm walking back to the truck, I just feel a presence. I feel like it's hanging on to my back, getting heavier and heavier Uh -uh. with every single step closer to the van I took. I jumped in my van, locked the doors. He on your back. He in there too. (laughs) He's attached to you. I jumped in my van. I locked the doors and checked the back to make sure no one was in there. F the driveway. I I back out of this entire driveway while checking my surroundings everywhere. I make it back to the road. As I'm driving down the road, maybe 40 feet away from this dude's entrance of the driveway, there's a trash bag in the middle of the street. It's open just a little bit. I slow down, and it looks like there's a woman's sweater or something in there. uh. Was that a kill room? Bruh. was someone or multiple people held hostage on that property? Something was up. Did he leave the package? I don't know.
1: <sighs> We're about
0: to find out. I immediately contacted my buddy and told about it, and told him about it. He suggested I go back and snap a few pictures. I agreed. Uh uh-uh. uh. You you, t- you don't feel <sighs> that presence lingering on your back, and you got. I would have took my body
1: and like. Slam my back into the van and then got in. That's <laughs> what I was like. Then. Bop, bop.
0: Okay. Get off of me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, absolutely not. About five minutes go by and I make it back to the address and the trash bag is completely gone. And the pack is gone. I looked oh everywhere God. on the street and the side of the street completely gone. But get this. I always thought about how I never know what I'm delivering or who I'm delivering to. When I first landed this job, I remember thinking how crazy it would be if someone was holding people hostage in their house, torturing them and ordering food and house supplies online because they're afraid of leaving the house with the kidnapped people all alone. That's all I could think about when dropping off this package. I left that job not even a week wait a week later for different reasons. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know but I did tell my boss and he assured me that he would contact the local police department and take that house off of our normal route schedule. I never heard anything back about it. I'm aware that if the police went out there and found something or people, I would immediately be called in to tell them what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, some oh, so I'm going to assume that they went out to check and found nothing. But in that same sense, it makes me wonder about that trash bag immediately disappearing after I left. I would have took it. I would have took it, which wouldn't have
1: touched it. But to the police, I'd be like, hey, I found it on the side road. It just kind of looks sketch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I wouldn't want to get out and get it because what they hide in the bush and they jump out and get you. Yep. Absolutely not. Mm. So you got to think about that kind of stuff, y'all. You got <laughs> to think about it. Y'all see
0: someone on side road. Don't just be like, oh, I'm going to take it to the pop-up. No, nope. no, nope, don't do it. Check your surroundings. <clears throat> mm hmm. He said, did they realize that they messed up and I was going to say something. So they prepared for that. I don't know. I also have no clue what the address was or how to get there by memory to check it out myself. But I think about that very often. And every single time I do, I get chills down my spine just because of the thought of the unknown. So he, if it was that, like that scenario was true, he mm-hmm. better
1: be glad I didn't get him because I was looking and they seen how he was just kind of like checking everything yeah, out and was like I'm sure his face was like fear. Yeah. Now that's or creepy. Like confusion.
0: I mean, I mean, I know sometimes you could go to the wrong place for a package, but I mean, in this case, it's the country, so it's not like there's anyone around. You know, like at that point, sometimes when you're way out in the country, it's like, okay, even if. You can't find the address. This is the only place yeah. right here. So this is it, you know. So I mean, oh, the two chairs in the corner is what's getting me yeah, facing the corner. That's where they had them tied up, probably. Yep. Oh, I tied don't know. Tied up. They won't let me out. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. So those are my stories. Those were good. My creep. My haunted. Oprah and that one Reddit story. Those were good. Yeah i Bruh. yeah so Bruh. we hope you all enjoyed these yeah yeah so happy halloween y'all happy halloweeny yes and you know the drill if you have questions comments stories requests give them to us and, S- and if we like me say the word wrong i mean i you can correct me yeah yeah you can correct Cause us for sure because the there's no talent. you know sometimes we say stuff and it's wrong so anyway yes so if you have anything like that email us at million murders at gmail.com and you can jump on to our instagram check out our photos of the
1: cases that we do and we have our facebook page you can jump on there start you can start conversations with people Get to know them if you want. Or hmm.
0: Everybody's real nice. They're our friends and family. Yeah. So, thank you all for tuning in. And we hope you come back for a, a million, million more. Bye. Bye. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs>